After School Special Podcast. After School Special Podcast. After School Special Podcast. After School Special Podcast. Changed your name to McLovin? McLovin? What kind of a stupid name is that, Fogel? What are you trying to be, an Irish R&B singer? Oh, they let you pick any name you want when you get down there. And you landed on McLovin? Yeah, it was between that and Muhammad. Why the fuck would it be between that and Muhammad? Why don't you just pick a common name like a normal person? Muhammad is the most commonly used name on Earth. Read a fucking book for once. It's, it's, it's a fine ID. It'll, it's gonna work. It's passable, okay? This, this isn't terrible. I mean, it's up to you, Fogel. Okay? So what's it gonna be? I am McLovin. Aaron and I was just discussing, is this a nostalgia film or what? Because he's like, this this isn't a nostalgia film. Why did you put this on the list? I, well, see, I, I was, was like, going this is 14 to... years old. Do you understand? <laughs> like F- 15 years. So my whole thing was, is that, that in a sense, it's not nostalgic, but it is based around the pillars of what teen films are based around and it took it and it took it to that nth degree where it like kind of flipped it on its head and you don't see those teen movies anymore whatsoever so to me um is it all right if we get into it all right and you are i am hoping you are not easily offended no okay (laughs) (laughs) probably should have asked that before we got yeah exactly (laughs) ladies and gentlemen Welcome to After School Special Podcast. We have a guest with us today. One of the first people to push us forward in this podcast life, hashtag podcast life, that kept us moving, kept us going. Rocky Powell from Wild Nights with Rocky Powell. We're talking about the movie Superbad and how we were just discussing beforehand how this movie kind of flipped that teen film genre on its head every generation has one iconic movie that is talked about endlessly quoted non-stop and lives on forever as a true classic you changed your name to mclovin yeah sounds like a sexy hamburger super bad is that film rolling stone calls it hilarious we just need to think this out we need to act What happened? Two thumbs up. Looks like the most fun I've ever seen in my entire life. Super bad. Because you don't actually see films like this anymore that specifically go to the, I guess, teenage angst. Like you have Porky's, which... Have any of you guys actually seen Porky's? I haven't. It's awful. So Porky's, yes. this We should have done Porky's. Is that what you're saying? No, 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 no. I'm just saying that with teen films before in the past, Porky's literally one of the the teenage angst. I guess it was ahead of its time, like literally a kid sticking his dick through a hole in the wall and getting it pulled by an older woman, you know. And then you go to Superbad, which then in turn kind of, you know, we all know it's throughout the whole night. The characters Seth and Evan more or less get into hijinks with their uh, buddy McLovin. And I don't know, because it took aspects of the teenage movie, but flipped it on its head. I, I think it's like what we had this discussion where we didn't think it was nostalgic. I think this is more or less, it's nostalgic in a sense that it implements all these things 
from you know teenage movies in general. Can't hardly wait, which is one of my favorite ones. But if you Love look it. back on it, have you have you seen it recently, Rocky? I haven't. I you know the last time I watched it, I think I want to say was probably about maybe four to seven years ago because someone told me that it was Jason Segel's first movie. Yeah. And so I love Jason Segel. And I think it was at the time when I started watching How I Met Your Mother and binged it to uh, the last season. So whenever the last season of How I Met Your Mother was, was the last time I watched Can't Hardly Wait. And yeah, that one doesn't, I like that movie. It doesn't do it for me the way Superbad does, maybe because I was younger when it came out. Mm -hmm. But when I was in high school, it was my, I believe it was my senior year or junior year when Superbad came out. Yep. I had a really fortunate high school experience. I was close. I had a really close group of friends that loved to party and have a good time. And we had a friend who was the manager of a movie theater. Oh, so shit. all those classic movies I would see for free. And I could see them multiple times. So, like, it was the Dodgeball era. It was the Anchorman era. Yeah. It, it was Wedding Crashers. Super bad. And I remember being at the movie theater at 11.30 the night before Superbad came out and at midnight watching it the second it came out. So that's why it's a little nostalgic for me. No, actually, that makes more sense. I guess yeah. nostalgia is in the eye of the the beholder. Like, for me, my whole thing with, with Superbad, now, I remember watching it... Uh, I had, and I know you've listened before, Rocky, like my high school experience sucked. I watched Can't Hardly Wait <laughs> thinking that my high school experience was going to be that. Right. But instead, it was kids yelling slurs at me for oh. no apparent reason because of the way that I looked or because, hey, maybe I was into Yu-Gi-Oh for a second. Maybe right. I dressed as a juggalo for a minute trying to find friends. But as... <laughs> I guess like and then watching super bad with with my friends like I guess it wasn't I'm trying to think of Cartoon Network was super important mm -hmm. for us. Yeah. Uh, South Park was super important for us. We it had was. Yeah, and like I graduated 2003. Okay. So like the things that I remember the the film that's like nostalgic for me which comes right out of the same time period is Lord of the Rings. Mm. Two Towers um, all that stuff. I was, you know, well, I didn't dress up in the garb. Yeah, you did. And like that shit was boring. For sure. Yeah. <laughs> but that shit was long and boring. You're, that's, what are you talking about, man? I, I don't know. I don't know. That's just me. I like it now when I get high. Smoke know. weed every day. You, uh, you might like the it. Hob the, hobbits <laughs> high. the Hobbits I've seen. No problem. I can do that. Yeah, <laughs> now, if I watch it, I might like it. And mm. Porky's. I might like what? That no, you wouldn't shit. like Porky's. Porky's is just oh. an all-around terrible movie, but it's part of that teen like genre. I'm trying to think of what what you like. You have Sixteen Candles. Mm -hmm. I just since Superbad, that's my whole thing. Is like you haven't seen anything like it. It's more, I guess, college based, and then Hollywood kind of. We're we're all the same generation, yeah, millennials, yeah. and they kind of went with that, and now it's pretty. You know, it's got Marvel movies. I guess with my question with Superbad, the teenage movie diet, like how do, what or how do you think is the next step for the film industry? Because to me, I, th I think they're running out of ideas. Oh, yeah. I, I would agree hard. I will also say Jonah Hill's sister, which her name always escapes me. Bernie Beanie. Uh. Beanie Fenderson or Felderson. I, I'm sorry if she's listening. 
Um, She's not listening. But she she did a movie called Booksmart a few years ago, mm-hmm. which was basically uh, the female perspective of Superbad. It was pretty good. It was funny. But it was, but it didn't, I feel like, all right, let me go back. You know how stand-up comedy right now, you have Netflix, you have all these stand-up specials mm-hmm. coming out constantly. One successful stand-up comedian doesn't push down the other successful comedians. It makes yep. them all rise because people have one hour and they're like, I want more. Who else is good out here? So they, all those stand-up comedians are like coming up and popular now because people are doing so much great content. When Superbad came out, it was A, a great movie, and B, it was also surrounded by like-minded movies, right? So people were into that. But for your question right now, Marvel, superheroes, all that stuff, it it seems to be what the people are getting. So it's what the people want. They want more of it. And I think that's why a really good comedy movie is not not happening like it used to we used to be able to get a good comedy every four four three to four months and now yeah. it's like we really you can't and if we do get a good comedy movie it, it gets on a streaming platform and kind of falls under the radar exactly so cancel culture in general do you think a movie like super bad could exist today and it's like it's not that far off it, we're, we're 15 years and yet it seems like something like that within even 2014 the movies back then, I don't think we can have out here. Do you think there's a possible, like, well, with cancel culture, just kind of making the whole industry, making these concepts and ideas people are afraid to put out there now? So one of the reasons why I think that Superbad could only be made today is if it was done as a period piece. Mm-hmm. Because, like, a period piece not necessarily meaning, um, A, the period piece that happens in Superbad. <laughs> but why would I be bleeding? Why the fuck would I be bleeding? Dude, why would there be blood? <laughs> oh, fuck. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, shit. I'm gonna fucking throw up. Someone period on my fucking leg. Oh, shit. <laughs> Realistically being like, okay, this was set in the early, like the mid-early uh, 2000s. Yeah. So then if you, you say this is when it took place because we were in high school in that time and people mm-hmm. were being bullies. People were not being super encouraging of each other. People were ragging on their friends. Right now in 2022, that generation of high schoolers, they're more about uplifting. They're more about, you know, supporting each other, which I think is a better way to be. Yeah. But it doesn't mean that when we were in high school, that wasn't what was happening. We related to that movie because we knew McLovin's and we yep. knew Evans and we knew Seth's and we knew the two uh, Emma Stones and stuff. We were them or we knew them. Nowadays, I think if it came out and tried to take place in 2022, it couldn't work. Yeah. Now, now his sister's movie, Booksmart, that took place in more recently and they didn't have that kind of like, it was more modern. So... It's okay, though, because that means evolution, right? We want evolution. We want comedy to change. We want it to appeal to the masses. And, of course, we want comedy that's not offending on a large scale. But I don't necessarily think Superbad was offensive as far as movies go. Yeah. I think it was a real comment on our time period and that that time period. And even a little bit before, because I think uh, Seth Rogen wrote it when he was in high school. Yes. Yeah. It um, took him seven years, I read to yeah, make this. So, so largely it was stuff, written in the 90s. Yeah. But that existed. Mm. 
Hey babies, you're liking the show? Well, thanks. Leave a five-star rating and a comment, please. Do you want to see the guys' faces? Well, they got YouTube videos. It comes out every Wednesday before the episode comes out on Friday. You can watch this podcast on any major platform you listen to. Rate five stars and comment. Thanks, babies. After school special podcast. It's this lady and she's like, hi, welcome to my vagina. I'm getting ready for an event tonight. After school special podcast. What robot pet starts out speaking a unique language, but eventually speaks English? Gloopy? The fuck is a gloopy? Podcast comes out every Friday, Friday, Friday. Friday. But another question I wanted to ask Rocky did you identify with any character in Superbad? Probably I would identify closest with Becca. <laughs> now, looky, looky. Oh, my What gosh. I got for you under here. You are the prettiest girl I have a little something for you under here. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Who's down there? What's your hand? The one that Evan liked, I would probably identify the most with her. Like, kind of could talk to everybody in high school, would probably be at a party like that. And uh, yeah, just like fun, fun time, fun time gal. <laughs> I, I know I'm going to butcher the name. The person that played Becca, Martha Mackisack. Mackisack, I think is, yeah, I'm butchering it. Whatever. Um, you got the Martha right. We yeah. Got the Martha right. <laughs> Martha <laughs> there we go. M. Martha M. Yeah, Thank I like you. that. <laughs> well, Don, what character did you relate to the most? So I saw this in 2007, and you and I both were, what, three, four years removed from high schools. But to be honest, I was just starting to phase out of that mindset of mm. seeing high school films and relating to it. I was starting to just, honest, I didn't relate to anybody. As you know, there's not a lot of black people in the film. But no, there is not. No, it's only one, and she was the cashier, and she also played in Forty Year Old Version that actress. However, nobody I, at the party, even the older crew. It was one yeah. black guy. I, because you know what, I saw this movie one time in 2007, and I thought it was hilarious. And then mm-hmm. I saw it again because I knew we were doing this show, and it was still fucking funny. That's how I knew this film is funny. I think I'm a combination of McLovin and probably Evan. Mm. But I wasn't as smart as Evan, and I wasn't like geeky cool as McLovin. Mm. So I was in the I was in the upside down place in high school. I went to a Catholic school, and we wore uniforms. I hated it. College is where I broke out. That's where I met. My lover boy here, Aaron, and yeah, we went to film school, and it was it was, yeah. You we like call it? it yeah, we call it film school, Rocky, but it's, yeah, it wasn't. Fucking, it wasn't. It's literally like they showed cameras films. put together with like tape and uh, like shit, like crayons and wax and. Where did you guys go? Wayne State. Oh, is that in New Jersey? Detroit. Oh, okay. Detroit, Midtown. Tom actually, Sizemore which is now went like, there. 813? 313. Uh, 313. Okay. Oh, everybody in the 313. Hey, Mom. That's what I thought I was saying. Yeah, I thought I was saying 313, but I said Mom's spaghetti. And you're originally from Connecticut? 
Yes, yes. I'm originally from Connecticut, went to school on Long Island, right outside the city, moved to the city the second I graduated. Like literally graduated, my parents packed up my dorm room and we moved into my apartment in Brooklyn. Damn. It seems like you were very popular in high school. Do I have that right? I would say it wasn't that I wasn't popular because let's be real, Hmm. I did win class treasurer by 400 votes. And the other three girls that ran against me won by 75 combined. Uh, or lost by 75 votes combined. So I won't say that I was unpopular, but there were definitely a cool echelon of people. I hung out with the theater kids and they were, we ranged in age. Like it didn't matter if someone was a senior, junior, freshman, sophomore, whatever. And we had like a tight crew, it was about 10 to 13 of us. We rolled together. So I was partying with my friends every weekend. I didn't, like want to hang out with my friends in high school unless they were in my friend group from theater. And then when like the older kids graduated, like I was going to UConn, University of Connecticut to visit them. I was going to the other, like I was going into the city to visit my friends that were in school there because I just wanted to be with my friend group. Mm-hmm. So like if there were popular parties like that were happening in Superbad, I was like having a hotel party drinking Georgie with my, and Smirnoff, like with my clique. So sophisticated. I got along with everybody. And like, I I wouldn't say I was like uncool by any means, but I had no interest in high school parties. I just wanted to be with my friends. Well, the premise of the film is that these two characters, Seth and Evan, are basically being confronted with, you know, hey, are we going to be friends still Mm -hmm. after we go to college? And my whole point of asking that question is, did you feel like when you went to college, that you were still going to have that bond with your friends that you left? Or I guess really, did I'm asking, did you have that bond still or did it change? Uh, I would say yes and no. Mm-hmm. So the first weekend I was in college, my friend Katie, who I saw super bad with, she was still in Connecticut because that's where she went to school. And our, my first weekend away, I was like, hop on the train and like come stay with me in my dorm. And so she like hopped on the train and we stayed really close for a couple years But the friend group that I had in high school, a lot of them still stayed friends because they all stayed in Connecticut. And I would say my friends that moved away, those are the ones I stayed close with. So out of that 13 friend group, there's two people I'm still close with. One of them was at my family birthday party yesterday with her son, her new baby. And then the other lives in my neighborhood in Queens, even though he went to a different college. But he lives in my neighborhood and we, we're still tight. I'm actually roommates with his best friend from college. So oh, wow. it's like, so those are the two I stayed really close friends with. And I have no beef with the other ones. We just kind of like grew apart. Yeah. And I went to a couple of their weddings and stuff and but they're there and I'm in the city. So I was worried about that, but I will say like my friend group now is primarily my college friends um, (laughs) and we're extremely tight. So I went from one tight friend group to another. Rocky, you have the quintessential like movie, not completely because I don't know a hundred percent your past, but like your quintessential growing up. Whereas like, I don't know about you, Don, like I was crushing up Benadryls and fucking snorting them in high school. And then also going to like these stoner parties, actually remembering one thing in general or one thing back in the day, my buddy, my best friend in high school got his pants wet and he had at least 16 strips of acid. Everyone has a story in high school and they soaked into his leg. Right. Am I, am I wrong in this? No. <laughs> you're not um, wrong. No, yeah, yeah. Not and uh, he went crazy and supposedly this was the rumor. He got his balls caught in barbed wire, but see everyone else has <laughs> my point is, you know, this is interesting has- because Rocky on her show 
she interviews guests who have wild nights and it sounds like you ha- you're full of wild nights in high school <laughs> i never had possibly m- implicating myself in uh, a couple terrible things that friends did yes oh my <laughs> well my point is rocky usually has to ask her guests for their story you just willy-nilly I oh no this. i love it i love i've loved talking about my past because i don't know like watching movies and don we've had this conversation rocky like for me watching movies is therapy yeah you have a lot of uh, stuff that happened in high school whereas other people had these you know almost cinematic but you still don't know their their history i don't know like for me the high school movie never hit that much when i watched super bad for the first time i didn't even actually think of it being in high school mm. i don't know about you guys like for me it was just like two it could have been two friends oh also the person that i feel like i most am is the clerk the liquor store clerk is there a problem here sir Mm-mm. no Mm-mm. no problem whatsoever sir did you do this on the floor no and you should really clean this up. Someone could really hurt themselves. Fuck my life. The the dude that like everything crashes and he's like, I hate oh, my life. Fuck my <laughs> fuck my life. Oh my you know what's so funny now my though? My spirit animal. <laughs> you know what's so funny? And yeah, that is you. The the <laughs> cops. I feel like as an adult, I'm them now. When we were your age, we hated cops. When we signed the liquor store today, we just, I guess we saw a bit of ourselves, you know? And um, we just wanted to show you that, you know, co- cops can have a fun time, too, yeah. you know? You know, in a way, I think we wanted to show ourselves. Also, I'm, I'm really sorry that I blocked your cock. Whereas, like... I fucking hate my job. My life, this sucks. <laughs> I want to do something else. They're yeah. living the night through McLovin. Like, because they remember yeah. how it was when they were in high school. So, yeah, I might not be going around living my life through high school kids now. But I'm just saying I understand the kind of boxed-in feeling that you get sometimes when you work these meaningless jobs. When all you want to yep. do is just make podcasts with your friends and... You know, or go get fucking drunk at the bar. Like, you I'm know, getting drunk now. Conversations. Shit, you know, man. I wish no. I was drunk with you guys. I'm drinking <laughs> no, coffee he's not drinking. normally Me at this too. time. Yeah. It's, uh, and my, normally I would probably be stoned, but I have to go, I have to go uh, running after this on my treadmill and then, uh, you know, do my cardiovascular workouts. And then after that, I'm going to get fucking shmammered. So that's my plan, anyways. Tired of all the same political podcasts, or the same nostalgia podcasts, or Amber Heard shit in the bed? Well, come over to After School Special Podcasts, grab yourself a beer, and smoke a bowl with your guys, Aaron, Double D, and Staff Man. Check out their highlight reels on YouTube, and new episodes every Friday. And don't forget to rate five stars and subscribe. How was that? Was that a good recording? Okay. I have to go take a shit. Super bad.
in general, then I guess like, do we say that it transcends quintessential teenage movie? I, I, I would say yes. Honestly, I'm still quoting it. My friends still quote it. And like people I didn't even see the movie with, we still quote it with each other and we weren't even together when we saw it. One thing we always say, people don't forget. Get out of here, we'll, we'll talk what about this later. Fuck, Evan, we're down two points. Fucking calm down, Greg, it's soccer. It's soccer. Fuck you, man. Hey, Greg, why don't you go piss your pants again? That was like eight years ago, asshole. People don't forget. <laughs> when he's yell- he yells at a, a James Franco's little brother. Yeah. People yep. don't forget. I love that line. Because <laughs> <laughs> they don't. So, Rocky, I wanted to actually, because we are discussing Superbad, but I yeah. do want to discuss your podcast a little bit. Okay. So you're not only interviewing Wild Night, like it, these entertainers Wild Nights, but it's actors, actresses, improv artists, comedians. How did you get the kind of idea? Just because you're involved with the improv community, the acting community and whatnot, you you were just able to like get in that way? Or it seems like you have to do a lot of footwork with your podcast in general it's constant that's what i kind of thought yeah (laughs) and i'm totally impressed oh man when i drink i get a little loud i'm totally (laughs) impressed because it's all you i mean sure there's people that contribute to the show by being on the show but for you to produce your own show for you to the rundowns i always gotta I, i know you've heard this before but i always get a kick out of your rundowns and Thank you. the Rocky rundowns and your monologues and it's excellent. And Thank you. B- but I'm more impressed because like, damn, it's you, man. Like <laughs> I try to do some of the background stuff for us and I'm like exhausted and shit. And I'm then I hear you, I'm like, damn, she makes it just sound yeah, easy. Rocky. <laughs> but my whole point is so you started well, Aaron's whole point. I'm sorry, I just took your shit. No, no, you're good. You dude. guys are one. We are one. <laughs> Ebony Ivory. So you started in, correct me if I'm wrong, December 7, 2020. Yes, sir. Yes. My first episode. First episode. And I saw your other interview with Greg Sowell, which was a great interview. It was like, oh. Yeah, um, he just randomly found me. Isn't that crazy in this whole yeah. thing? But yeah. He did. It was excellent. But He's a good guy. But my whole point is. Do you think you would have done this podcast if the pandemic never happened? I can't honestly say that I would. I know that in February 2019, and I remember sitting in my living room and thinking, I think I want to start a podcast. And I contacted my friend, Rich Templeton, who's a comedian in New York City, and he was also my first guest. Rich is so subtly and outwardly funny, but he can be, he doesn't ever need the spotlight. When, he, when the spotlight is on him, oh, he's going to shine and he's hysterical. He's actually in, um, if you look it up, I, w- I had a small role in it too, but it just hit theaters, the movie Blacklight. Oh, really? He, he came out yeah, April 13th, I believe. Am I- yeah, he um, he had a huge role in that and he was great, but oh, wow. it was a great movie overall. But I contacted him because I thought he would be a good my, a good Robin Quivers to my Howard Stern if I did start a <laughs> podcast. I, you know, just would know when to come in with the guests, would be able to add a little bit of funny, but wouldn't, like, if I really wanted to be the main interviewer, he wouldn't step on my toes. So I, I contacted him and I was like, if I ever start a podcast, would you be interested in being my co-host, blah, blah, blah. And he was like, hell yeah, like, we'll talk about it. And then I never followed up and life just happened and whatever. So... We cut to the pandemic. 
I, you know, obviously we don't want to see anyone die. We don't want to see the pandemic was horrible for the whole world. Personally, spent a lot of time with my family, collected unemployment, drank, smoked, chilled and was str- and didn't have to wait tables i was i was chilling i missed <laughs> i missed the social aspect of it but i also live with my brother and my friend so his girlfriend was over all the time and my one friend that i said i was friends with from high school he lived down the street so that was our bubble so we had game nights we had park nights like i never missed out on the social part of, that a lot of people missed out on the pandemic and then my family when i would go to connecticut we would test we would sit in my grandmother's backyard and we would sit by household, masked outside, doing a fire pit. Everybody's got their own weed. Everybody's sipping on what they're sipping on. But we like, so I was thriving the summer of 2020 in a, a thriving in a hellfire. The winter comes. Now things get a little more sad, right? Cases start spiking again. We can't mm-hmm. go anywhere. We can't do anything. We're locked in. But this time we're locked in and everybody's got to go to work and everybody's got to do. And like the people I was hanging out with, like I'm watching my brother who was in the tr- trenches as a server in New York City. I'm watching him come home and he's just like talking about how awful people treat him at this restaurant mm-hmm. and how he's got to like, he's just really going through it. And then I'm watching my roommate, John, come home from work like he's working these long days where he's a chatty Kathy and so fun and he can't talk to people like they're coming home with weight on them yes it was was a sad time and I missed the social aspect of after comedy shows everybody drinking smoking making each other laugh ragging on each other having that comedian kind of camaraderie and so my brother and his girlfriend um, my brother had a podcast his girlfriend currently has a podcast it's called underrated it's hysterical and um, she does it with a TikTok star, Tina. And so the two of them have their podcast and it's great. But the two of them helped me a little. I was like, I think I want to start a podcast. And they both were like, okay. And I was like, no, really, I think I'm going to start a podcast. And I already had a microphone because I do voiceovers. And so they kind of gave me a couple tips, but I jumped in headfirst. And I asked Rich to be my first guest because he was the person I had thought would be my co-host if I ever wanted a co-host so I thought the best way to honor that would to have him be the first guest and then after that I interviewed a couple people that I knew but then I was like oh we're doing this all on zoom I can literally interview anyone who's willing anywhere in the world so that's when I was like let me start building my LA network of comedians because I want to get to know LA comedians and let me start building my network of New York comedians who I don't cuz I don't do stand up but I just love stand up yeah. and I was like let me start let me start reaching out to some New York comedians that we have mutual friends and then it's just built from there but that was the origin of starting it and then once I started it from December until August I was still on unemployment I was waking up working on the podcast all night you know on it all day every single day if i wasn't working on it i felt guilty if i wasn't working on it it's what i wanted to be doing still to this day if i'm not working on it it's what i want to be doing so oh man when I had to i'm sorry you're preaching yeah oh, <laughs> i miss those days unemployment and just yeah. editing our show for 20 hours plus. See, that that's where i think ours is different because it was i Originally, it was John and I that started this. And then, of course, uh, like I had talked to John about, hey, let's bring Don on and let's just talk and hash stuff out. And Mm -hmm. it was for us, it was more built out of necessity. I worked throughout the entire pandemic. I work in manufacturing Mm -hmm. and I do like electrical work and whatnot. So we were nonstop 
Um, and for me, it came out of necessity for not wanting to quit my job because I have two kids uh-huh. and I need to make sure that, you know, they're supported and whatnot. But back in 2007, you'd heard none of this, at least from what I can recall, 2007, no mental health. This is before texting, really. This is before smartphones. Right. And this brings us back to super bad because yeah. in the movie, you, you don't you only hear like one reference to one social media outlet. And that was MySpace when that weird guy was like or live journal. It's a live journal. Something like that. Maybe. <laughs> but it was only one. I'm, but my whole point is it kind of brings me back to that time where MySpace was still a, a thing. Facebook was. Yeah. I think at the time was still only for college people. Like you had to have a college email to yeah, access. Do you guys remember that? Yep, I do. Yeah. So watching this movie again, 15 years later, it was like, oh yeah, damn, this was before Facebook was really a thing. This is right. before Instagram. And it was like, you still had to do things the old way, get a person's number to contact them make dates, make plans, and one of the things... It was just texting. It was just texting. Yeah. It was just texting. No Zoom, no none of that. But favorite part part in the movie for you, Rocky? Favorite part in the movie... I like when they're at... When Evan and Seth get to the party, like the older party, and I like when they're making him sing. Yes! (laughs) I love when they're making him sing. Uh, I forget what song. It was a Guess Who song. Sing. Sing it again. Turbo. These arms. Cry every night. For you. These arms. They long to hold you. Hold you again. Boom, boom, boom. The hurting's on me. Talk about the hurting. And I will never be right. You gave a promise to me, and you broke it. You broke it, honey. These eyes are crying. These eyes have seen a lot of love, but they're never gonna see another one like I have with you. These eyes are crying. These eyes have seen a lot of love, but they're never gonna see another one. Something. Every time I see you, <laughs> I was surprised how good you. his voice was. I was like, you know, he's yeah. not bad. I know he's not trying to be good, but it's like, yeah, damn, he's actually not bad at all. Do you remember that scene, Aaron? I I do. Yeah, it was I this do. awkward scene where they go to like a party they're not supposed to be in because they thought they were going to get alcohol. It was like this older, like older people. Yeah, and yeah. I, I I've never been there in that situation when I was a kid. But I've been to a party like that where I never the did. one dude gets the shit kicked out of him in the front yard, and then uh, just like awkwardly going back it like back to the bonfire and drinking, just like you you literally fucking kick the shit out of that guy, and we're yeah. just gonna pretend like nothing happened. Yeah. <laughs> but Michael Sarah doing the point because he's pointing while he's singing, and that's my move. Like when I'm doing karaoke, yeah, that's I'm your move. That nobody else does that, didn't. and and normally pointing right at you, Don. Yeah. <laughs> What's your karaoke song? Oh God, I think what was it? Some Here Irish comes song. your man by it the seems, Pixies. 
Oh, wow. Mm. Yeah. I didn't know that. And then, well, they, Pixie songs in general. I love Bowie. I love singing Bowie. Frank Sinatra, I did it my way. Just Ooh. because of my dad. Mm. My dad's like an old school crooner, and he sings Gross Point, Michigan. Like, he sings. He does yeah. that. But his whole paycheck that he gets from doing that is usually wasted at the bar. So, <laughs> I thought love you, Dad. <laughs> I thought he liked singing Seal songs. Oh, he does. Yeah, Kiss from a Rose. Yeah. Oh, it, it, when we uh, drove our boat uh, earlier episode, yeah, whenever... Because, so Rocky... My family came from Means, and then my dad totally just, like, kicked, not, you know what, I'm not going to even say my dad, my uncles and everything totally kicked the bucket and screwed my family over, and then we became, I wouldn't say destitute, but, you know, the single mom working at Kmart supporting four boys, and it's like, you know, what do you do from that? But we had a boat at one time, and uh, my dad, like... (laughs) Thank you. That is, that's pretty cool. <laughs> um, and then he would play Kiss from a Rose over and over and over again. So yeah, it brings up good memories. And I love yeah. it. I worked at Kmart. No Kmart. Shit. Yeah, I worked there for, from 16 to I graduated college. High school job. Yeah. Uh, there, there was a post the other day where it was like someone was actually thanking the corporation because it was the same thing for us. My mom didn't have... Like, we do latchkey sometimes, but mm-hmm. on Saturdays when she had to work, we would just sit in the cafeteria and do homework. Yeah. Like, that was it. And no one cared. Yeah, people like, don't care. Which I was just like, now if you do that, they're all, you know, you can't bring your kids anywhere. They're single. I'm not going to get on that tangent. We're talking about well, Superman well, we, right here. Okay. Yeah. What was your <laughs> I can jump into so many different things. Yeah. <laughs> what was your karaoke song, Rocky? Uh, What's Up by Four Non Blondes. Oh, no shit. Ooh. No, I pray. I'm saying it everywhere. I sing it in Mexico. I sing it at my friend's wedding. I sing it every time I go to karaoke. I I, I don't know. I love it. <laughs> Was there like ever a time where you auditioned for a part you thought you really should have got, but you didn't? Yeah, senior year, Steel Magnolias, Weezer. Isn't it weird that you can like <laughs> you can remember it instantly? Listen, Emma, I love you. You are incredible, but I think I should have been Weezer. Emma, that's my bitch. I love that girl. And she got cast as Weezer. We were definitely the, re- she was in my class and we were definitely the resident people who got cast as old ladies. But um, <laughs> I really thought that I had that in the bag. And so that was a real blow to my ego. It hurt. And I really would have loved to have been Weezer and Steel Magnolias, but uh, you can't win them all. And I did have the lead in the, the, the previous year, in my junior year, I had a huge role in a five person play. So you know, maybe they were trying to be fair to everybody, and there's a lot of women in the acting department, but I did feel robbed from that. <laughs> I think that, especially with this or a- anything creative, you have those insecurities mm-hmm. in a sense, and it's just trying to get over them. I know I'm like, actually, you know what? To be honest, I texted Donna. I'm like, I feel like I'm fucking awkward right now. And he said the same thing. And it's like, we're trying yeah. so hard to like right be as now? professional. Yeah. We're holding it together for you, Rocky. Yeah, oh we, we kind of like, are. No, Literally, no. I have felt, felt, I've felt so comfortable the entire time. You guys are okay. Oh, uh, thank you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. oh, oh, my God. No, 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 no. <laughs> now no, we no, really no, can no, let no, it loose. Just like, Please, I'm having so much fun. So like the whole, the entertainment aspect is like, a lot of it, I think, just comes from, you know, self-doubt and whatnot in Starting in those earlier years to try to bring it back to super bad. Always. Um, <laughs> um. Rocky, when you see movies, is there ever a movie you've seen? Are you a movie buff? And let me ask yeah. you. 
Okay. I'm I'm not. I watch stand up comedy. I watch South Park. I watch. I watch. There's a couple shows I keep up with, and I I just don't ever like. For me to sit down for an hour and a half, I had to watch a movie the other day because I was on um, Jay Light's podcast and we oh, talked, wow. his podcast is called Blockbusting. And so mm-hmm. you have to talk about a movie you dislike. So I had to sit down for two hours and rewatch the movie Soul. But it, it is a rare occasion for me to watch a movie anymore, which that mm-hmm. sucks because movies are great. I was going to say all time favorite movie, but also the real question, favorite comedian of all time. I'll give you a second to digest. I know it's off the cuff, but like I was going to ask at some point, what was your inspiration as a kid? Did you did you see an actress or or a comedian that you're like immediately drawn to and like, yo, I want to be? I was like this Chelsea person. Handler. I like Chelsea Handler. Mm-hmm. I would say my two favorite comedians are, even though my two favorite comedians, just like as at watching Chelsea Handler, like, look, maybe I, I think she's hysterical. Maybe not everybody is like. Uh, watching every one of her stand-up specials or anything. I love Chelsea Handler as a comedian, the person. Like, I think mm-hmm. watching her evolve from her TV show, her books, her documentaries, now her podcast. Like, Chelsea Handler, to me, has a career trajectory that I would like to emulate. And then as far as... Um, so I would say Chelsea Handler and Dave Chappelle. When Dave Chappelle right came out with Killing Him Softly, I was never censored as a child. I probably should have been, but my parents would let me watch anything whenever I wanted. If they were watching something, there was nothing like, oh, we should protect Rocky's innocence. It was like, nope, I guess we're just <laughs> watching Showgirls. Um, but <laughs> there was um, when Dave Chappelle, like literally. Um, I kinda, I, I'm laughing because I had the same situation happen with, with my parents the same time as showgirls i don't fucking understand why you would what think it's okay to movie. watch it. let a kid watch them <laughs> and they did the same Dude, thing with what me is wrong with you guys <laughs> yeah like, what is wrong with you guys i'm a child like, <laughs> whatever and so i was listening when i was 16 i remember listening to killing them softly and i would listen to that which is dave Chappelle's special uh, early on and i would listen to it every single day and i remember i had the cd in my cd player next to my computer on my on my side and i would rewind it because it was a different time i would rewind it for the oscar the grouch do you know this special yeah, okay, okay. I, he was in san francisco yeah no he was in, i think he was in dc for this one they treat this guy like shit the entire show they judge him right in his face. Oscar, you are so mean. Isn't it, kids? Yeah, Oscar. You're a grouch. It's like, bitch, I live in a fucking trash can. I'm the poorest motherfucker on Sesame Street. Nobody's helping me. Oh, you're right. I'm Killing thinking about softly. the one where he did when he was on the Chappelle show. And I think it was like in 2004. But yeah, you're this- right. This was yeah, killing himself. I think he recorded in Washington. I could be wrong, but I no, you're right. Washington D.C. And he talks about the Sesame Street characters and how everyone is so mean to Oscar. And he's like, "Yeah, Oscar, you're a grouch, bitch. I live in a fucking trash can. <laughs> Nobody's helping me." That's like the most iconic joke of all time. It's the nobody's helping me. And so I remember sitting at my computer, typing it and making it my away message. And um, look. Dave Chappelle is saying a lot of wild stuff these days. A lot of wild stuff. I was going to ask you, is it tougher for you as a comedian and a performer in this climate to 
make edgier stuff like that like or a super bad you said i kind of disagree with this i don't think you can make that film today with the things that they were saying you can't make that today that's why i'm saying i don't think you could make it unless you made it a period like unless it was specifically saying this was this time period you couldn't make it for high school today but if you like recognize if they acknowledge that it was whatever year it came out if they acknowledge this was this is high school in 2007 then i think they could get away with it but i agree as far as the terms of making it this these days yeah they said some wild stuff but has it affected your performance in general like okay maybe i shouldn't touch that subject sometimes sometimes i I think I am finding my voice as a comedian and I'm trying to evolve with every everything and I, I do try to be sensitive. Like there are some things that maybe I would say with people I'm close with, like everybody, you say some things that, you know, maybe wouldn't make it to the podcast or there's some stories that wouldn't make it to the podcast, but that's what makes like those moments with the people you're closest to special. Nothing hateful, obviously, but just like our behind the scenes jokes, you know, I feel like everyone has those, but Um, Maybe I'm wrong about that. But I do think the humor that I grew up on and the comedians that we grew up on and even into like late teens and stuff, they do say some things that we have to evolve against and that are harmful to communities. So we have to be cognizant of it. I'm not deaf and blind to what Dave Chappelle has been saying about the trans community. And uh, but that doesn't change how much he I I can say, I can acknowledge that some of the things that he says make me cringe and I wish he wasn't, but I can also acknowledge that for 16 years before that, that may, I don't miss a special that that man did. And Mm -hmm. I, I was very influenced by his comedy and mind. But I guess we're coming to the end here. Rocky, Wild Nights with Rocky Powell. Thank you so much for coming on. Where can people find you? Where can people listen to your podcast? When does your podcast come out, like your schedule? Absolutely. First and foremost, thank you both for having me on. This was 100%. such a treat. Great way to spend an afternoon. So many laughs. laughs. So thank you both for making it such an enjoyable experience. Mm-hmm. And my podcast, like you said, is called Wild Nights with Rocky Powell. I have new episodes every Monday at noon Eastern Standard Time. I'm on Instagram at Wild Nights with Rocky, also TikTok at Wild Nights with Rocky, and on Twitter at Wild Nights Pod. All of those places you can find my link tree, and that will lead you to all my links. I have Patreon. Yeah, there you go. Hell yeah. Two and five dollars a month if anybody would like to join. Two and five dollars a month. Two or five dollars. Two or five dollars a month. Is there, did you already give the ID for that too? I didn't, because I don't know it offhand. But if you, if you go, you can type in Wild Nights with Rocky Powell on Patreon. But if you go to any of my social media, you can click the link tree. It's right there. We'll, We'll put all your links and info into the episode details for sure. Appreciate that. I appreciate yeah. that, fellas. Of course. So, real quick, just to let our audience know, you have probably noticed that Jonathan has not been around. Well, he is bettering his life and not hanging out with us two degenerates. We promise you he's still on the podcast. He will be back next week. He was graduating business administration, so congratulations. half man, you sweet, sweet, sweet man. But we want to thank you again, Rocky, for coming out and talking about Superbad, talking about your life, talking about your experiences. And I think this was pretty good. Yeah, pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. All right. 
we'll talk to you guys next time. Remember, afterschoolspecialpodcast.com. You know what? That's it. I'm not going to step all over your links, Rocky. So you guys can find us somewhere. Thank you. (laughs) Hey, everyone. It's Aaron from After School Special Podcast. Like what you hear so far? But don't forget to subscribe and download the show on whatever platform you get your podcasts. And just a friendly reminder, we have new episodes out every Friday. Thanks for listening, everyone. Two towers, um, all that stuff. I was, you know, well, I didn't dress up in the garb. Yeah, you did. And like that shit was boring. Sure, sure. Yeah. <laughs> well, that shit was long and boring. You're, that's, what are you talking about, man? I, I don't know. I don't know. That's just me. I like it now when I get high. Smoke weed every day.